Tune in Wednesdays at 3.30, 7.30, and 10.30 for Where We Live, presented by Lloyd Gampton Retirement Centers. Morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Uh, cold, bitterly cold morning. Uh, guess what the temperature is right now? I don't know. Minus four. Ugh. Minus four. That's the air temperature. The wind chill is minus 15, and the temperature has dropped 12 degrees since four o'clock this morning. You know, when we talked about the weather yesterday and Monday, uh, we did not indicate that it would be this cold today. You know, it changes every. It's amazing. It's Michigan. You don't like the weather? Wait a minute. Uh, we're expecting another cold day and night tonight. Uh, wind chill values as low as minus 12 throughout the day today. Our high will only get to 17. Another cold night tonight, uh, a low of 5, not as cold. You know what's funny about that? You haven't even been outside yet. <laughs> yeah. Have no. you? No, I haven't. <laughs> but I was outside yesterday. I was outside last night. It was cold last night. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's January, it's Michigan, it's, it's winter. We've got uh, the State of the State address. The governor is uh, speaking to the state tonight, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She is addressing the state from Lansing, and it's at 7 o'clock, and it will be on uh, the broadcast channels. You can also stream it via the State of Michigan website and their social media channels. The governor said she will speak to the progress we've made together, the opportunity we have right now, and why we all believe in Michigan. And she's also expected to talk about uh, and uh, potential tax cuts. Great. I am looking forward to uh, hearing hearing from the governor and uh, hearing what she has to say. It's, uh, it's been a while. You get your little press, press releases here and there. Um, but anxious to hear the governor's take on uh, Really, where we are in the pandemic as well, um, not necessarily, you know, the uh, illness hospitalizations part, but, you know, business and, um, and just anxious to, to hear uh, the direction from the, from the state. It'll be interesting. Well, in terms of uh, the economy, there are some uh, clear bright spots in the state of Michigan. We've seen uh, record low unemployment rates. We've seen uh, unbelievable increase in tax revenue, uh, billions and billions ahead of revenue estimates. And we've also seen, uh, as of yesterday, a major investment by General Motors. They plan on investing. It's unbelievable. Their, most, their biggest investment in anything, um, $7 billion, and it's all going to be in Michigan. Great news. The governor and uh, GM CEO Mary Barra had an announcement yesterday that uh, GM and battery maker LG Energy Solutions are going to incentives that exceed over $800 million and could be up to $7 billion to build um, facilities and expand facilities in Delta Township and Orient Township. So huge, huge investment. 
So that um, will obviously be more jobs as well, and GM is hoping to be the leader in uh, electric vehicles. I know, I'm, I'm already getting nervous about selecting or making a purchase about, uh, you know, for an electric vehicle, um, especially on a day like today. That's <laughs> when I think about it, because I'm the type who would uh, forget to plug the car in. Do you have to wait for the car to warm up with an electric vehicle? Doesn't just turn on and it's... You, well, you know what? You can probably start it in your garage and you don't run the risk of uh, suicide. <laughs> um, that, that's probably an advantage, don't you think? But yeah, I wonder if the heat, the heat turns right on in those know. cars. I, I bet it's a little slower. It's not, you know it's illegal to start your car to warm it up in Michigan? Well, in some cities. I do remember um, in Ann Arbor a few years ago, you were not allowed, well, yeah, it is a law. You're not allowed to idle your car in, the, uh, in your driveway, but uh, you have to sometimes to get the snow and ice off. I know. So I don't know what they want people to do. Use the windows. Brandon and I were talking this morning. Scraper. You know, he's 10 to 15 minute warm up. I'm a 20 to 30 minute warm up. And uh, I think a lot of people are, that's just how, that's just how their morning goes it in is. the winter. You, you, do, you do want to get warmed up. Uh, here's something that you might not be able to do uh, in the future. Uh, you might not be able to uh, use your cell phone while you drive. Really? Yes. Well, I don't anyways. No, yesterday, um, did you, first of all, um, you know, it's, it's illegal to text, text and drive. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. That's it. Did you? And you hate it when people. I, I, I can't stand it. Let me ask, what, what do you think is legal in Michigan? Do you think it's uh, legal to stream Netflix while you drive? Uh, yeah. Yes. It is. Um, can you shop on Amazon while don't you drive? I don't see why not. Can you uh, record a TikTok while you drive? I don't see why not. Can you take a Zoom call on camera while driving? No. Yes. Really? Mm -hmm. All legal. A series of bills in uh, the House yesterday passed by overwhelming majority, uh, 76 to 25, that will uh, make um, distracted driving uh, and specifically, specifically prevent people from um, using their uh, cell phone, pager, laptop, or other electronic device such as a game. Uh, Representative Mary Manoogian introduced uh, the legislation along with two other uh, legislators and she says that this is going to make our distracted driving laws uh, up to date and especially when a time people are using their phones for everything. She told some really sad stories people who were killed. She met the Kiefer family, told a story about them. Their son was killed by a distracted driver in 2016 after a distracted driver plowed into the back of their car. Now, do you think there's opposition to this in the House? I would, I don't know, probably, probably, but yeah. there shouldn't be. Yeah, uh, Representative John Riley was uh, in opposition to the bills and spoke out against them. And he said, well, when something like this comes up, it uh, removes liberty and this message in the back of my head, be careful here. The phone's a tool. The tool can be used for good, not just for evil. He said that uh, this country has a love affair with safety. And he's not going to put up with it anymore. Yeah. He was actually um, told to sit down and shut up. Was he really? Yes. Good for him. Um, yeah. You mentioned pager uh, during Pagers. That. Pagers. Yeah. 
I don't know that uh, anyone other than a doctor. I don't even know. Do, do doctors still use pagers? Is that it? Some people use pagers. I don't know. Uh, oh, one other note about that. Um, there were uh, about a dozen Republicans voting against the bill to make um, all that uh, computer use in the cars illegal. Uh, Julie Alexander voted against it. Have you seen the computers in the Teslas? The, it's like a laptop. Yeah, I mean, but those drive themselves, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's different distracted driving laws if you have a self-driving car. That would be uh, interesting to find out. I'm going to have to make a whole bunch of new laws for uh, self-driving cars. Yeah. We were talking about ACT scores yesterday, and I know you don't like talking about it, but I did do a <laughs> lap around the building, and uh, Teague has the highest ACT score in the building. Not a surprise. And I believe uh, he said 24, so congratulations to him. He is the brain of the building. Yes. Uh, I went to the Pistons game last night. I know. I saw your uh, viral videos. Yeah, viral. We were viral. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was uh, rookie wow. Cade Cunningham's best game as a Piston. Good seats. Oh, yeah, we snuck down there. Oh. Um, but, yeah, the girls got to, uh, they were on the Tron. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's, they were on the Tron not just once. They were on the Tron twice. Oh, with the cheerleaders. Just a, yeah. What do they call the Pistons cheerleaders? Uh, I think they call them cheerleaders. No. Oh. Yeah, so we had a uh, we had a fun time. They played the Denver Nuggets. Did the Pistons win? They did not. But Cade Cunningham <laughs> had thirty points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and he's the only rookie. And f I think it was four, maybe four blocks. The only rookie to have that stat line since. Did you Brandon? have one of those? Um, Michael Jordan. Oh. Uh, did you have one of those Batman calzones? They didn't have those oh. um, where I was, but I had a lot of candy. I had some pizza, just regular Little Caesars. Mm -hmm. um, had some uh, beef sliders. It was great. <laughs> great. A lot of candy, though, so it was fun. Um, you know what's interesting? I've been following this company called the Center for COVID Control. Mm. Have you heard about this Never. company? So they have 300 locations, and they provide free testing. That's uh, nice. Free, well, free, uh, free, <laughs> free rapid tests, free PCR tests. Well, they're all of their operations as the FBI raided their headquarters in Illinois. And um, the claims are unsanitary testing. Ooh. And it just, like, people just don't think it's a legit operation. So, but anyways, they have three testing centers, or 300 of these centers across the country. They're all closed. We do have one in Michigan. It's in Kalamazoo. Um, so probably investigating some type of uh, fraud, I would well, say. Well, it's going to make people think this isn't a legit operation, an FBI raid. I think that's all it takes is an mm -hmm. FBI raid. Yeah. Have you ever uh, seen an FBI raid? No. No, but I, I never want to either. I, you know, actually, we had an FBI office in Jackson at one time. Mm -hmm. It was located where Consumers Energy is in the old post office when it was a federal building. Yeah. And you know who the um, FBI agent in charge was? Who? Earl Pulaski's oh, dad. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I wonder, I'm sure we have a bureau agent in Jackson. This probably is. I probably, mean, probably, but we don't know. He's. They don't bro know. broadcast. No, you don't. Yeah. Probably sitting like, next to uh, you at the movie theater. You'd never know. I would like one of those blue jackets with the like yellow on, FBI. Like they wear on the television? <laughs> Yeah, those are fun. I think that's a crime. 
Last night, the Jackson City Council met and they uh, took action, surprised, uh, surprised a lot of people. They are closing streets in our park for the remainder of the winter. Um, the portions of Birchwood, Maplewood, and Hickory are going to be closed during uh, the remainder of the winter. Uh, and it's due to, well, a couple of reasons. One, there's been a lot of illegal activity in the park. What's That's going on? What are people doing illegal things in the park for? People are just, you know, they're dumping trash. Yeah. There's a lot of dumping trash and there's, you know, other illegal activities. So here's the map. And this is also going to help with uh, keeping the street as well, correct? Yeah. Well, they won't be. They don't have to plow them. They're well, not yeah, going yeah. to plow them. Okay. So yeah, inside yeah. the park, kind of if you're like cutting through, um, you know, from Probert over, right? Yeah. So here's some of the damage. This is what's happening. I live close to this. Can I tell you this? Yeah. You, you wouldn't believe some of the weekend evenings here cars like just peeling through here so mm -hmm. it's kind of like a little mud bogging track and um, you know every once in a while like 10 11 o'clock at night you'll hear just mud bogging well maybe the police should drive over there a few times well the park's closed at 10 yeah so well, they shouldn't be there yeah that's true the park is closed but at 10. you can, yeah you can I mean there's a lot of mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of uh, mud bogging the there. roads um, are really bad in the park too. correct correct yeah. So also, last night, uh, the council um, announced they're going to replace a uh, bridge that crosses High Street. Seems like they just did that. But no, it's uh, 60 years old. I guess there's more than one bridge. Uh, new marijuana facility approved in Jackson. It's going to be on Hup Avenue, the marijuana district. I don't know if you've been down I in that area. I haven't been in a long time. It's like a new little city that's... You know, I, you know it was on 94... Uh, yeah, all you see is uh, marijuana delivery billboards. Yeah. I mean, that's literally all you see. There's been a move in the legislature to ban marijuana billboard advertising. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, rem I remember as a kid when uh, uh, c cigarettes uh, ads were banned mm -hmm. from billboards. Do you remember um, when we were younger, Newport always had an ad by... Robinson's Party Store. They did. I will yeah. never forget that. It was like a constant Newport billboard. Brandon, you remember yeah. that? Yeah. If they're going to ban uh, billboards for content, I think they should start with the the Asian uh, health health spas. The I like the cigarette ads where uh, the Marlboro Man was like actually smoking, smoking and then smoke wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Here, that was always fun. Yeah. Or so. the candy cigarettes. Yes, candy cigarettes. Yeah, mm -hmm. the powder you could blow off the That's right. That's right. Cigarettes. Yeah, that was it's horrible. Here's something really surprising. Uh, the Detroit Free Press reporting today that for the first time in Michigan's recorded history, deaths outpaced births in really? 2020, the last year for um, these deaths. Yep. Um, COVID. One of the reasons. One of the reasons, but we're seeing fewer immigrants. We are seeing where people leave the state, uh, and people are having less kids. So that's amazing. That's interesting. Yeah. I do know a lot of people that have COVID babies. So I know quite a few people who uh, go the other way yeah. during the pandemic. The uh, baseball fame announced uh, yesterday that uh, David Ortiz elected to the Hall of Fame, but guess who's not getting in? 
Uh, Roger Clemens. And? Barry Bonds. Yep. This was, I think, their last year that they were eligible to get in. And very controversial because two of the greatest baseball players ever not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the old steroid era, which mm -hmm. is, you know, right in the middle of uh, kind of uh, my growing up watching baseball. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. Put him in the Hall of Fame, you know, or don't. Or just put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. I think we start with Pete Rose. Start with Pete. Start with Pete, mm -hmm. and then we'll get to the uh, the folks steroids. Well, at this point where it's illegal to gamble on anything by anyone at any time, uh, it's kind of a, a, a laugh. That because well, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're at the Pistons game last night, the entire place is lit up with mm -hmm. DraftKings live bet the game now. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing where uh, sports gambling has gone. Well, and you know, um, high school sports in Michigan are on the Bally uh, gambling network. Is that what you call it? Yeah, that's what yeah, I call yeah, it. That, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Um, let's get to some local sports. We had some... Uh, I know where I was last night. I know where you were. You were going to be where some of these photos were taken. That's right. Uh, you, caught a, uh, you caught a live game last night. Mm -hmm. It's a great game. Boys basketball. We'll get started with boys. Blissfield, they beat Columbia Central. Tecumseh, they beat Jackson High. And that was 54-46. Uh, Vikings started on a 7-0 run to start the third quarter, but just just a brief lead for them. And Jonesville over Springport, 65-40. Concord, 51. Quincy, 33. Girls basketball. Columbia Central, they beat Blissfield. Grass Lake, no surprise there. They keep on rolling. Hanover Horton, 42. Napoleon, 40. Springport took care of Penfield. And then our game last night. Detroit Edison, 60. Western, 47. Hillary Griffin scored 20 points. And Elena Lewis had 17 for Western. That was Western's first loss. Detroit Edison, they're ranked number one, I believe. Correct, Noah? Number yes. one. Yes. Uh, Detroit Edison is the number world. one. <laughs> Detroit Edison is number one, Division two. Uh, yeah. Western is number one, Division one. Yeah. And yeah. this has uh, Amazing. Number five. In Both teams one. are amazing. That was an unbelievable game, and uh, it was close. It was there were periods of time where it was closer than the final score. Yes, yeah, high level basketball. High level basketball. High level basketball. So uh, congratulations to uh, you know Western's really they've they've taken some steps the last few years, and mm -hmm. they're they're a major player uh, in the state tournament. So that was a, a good game. I'm glad we were able to cover that, and you'll be able to see that again this weekend. And then Tecumseh. They took care of Jackson and girls basketball, and I believe Brandon's got relatives on that team. Bowling, Western defeated Looming Christie. Jacob Martinez rolled a 201. Something I've always wanted to do is roll a, over a 200 game, and I don't know if I ever will. Marshall, 17, Northwest, 13. Cody Hall finished with a 417 series. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, girls Bowling, Lumen Christie defeated Western, and Marshall defeated Northwest. On deck for tonight, we've got some boys basketball action. Michigan Center at East Jackson, Grass Lake at Manchester, and Jackson Christians on the road at Pittsburgh. A lot of wrestling today. Wednesday's the big wrestling day. Uh, competitive cheer, that's at Chelsea, and then hockey. Lumen Christie hosts Pinckney at 530, so that would be a, a good game to... Uh, Check out.
There were some cancellations this week yeah, too in high school yeah. sports due to COVID. Yeah, for sure. We've got some teams dealing with uh, COVID. We've got a local wrestling team that's going to miss a week or so. But yeah, we're just. Uh, I think a lot of these teams, if you lose a player or two, you follow the new protocol and you know you you do uh, continue to to play. I don't think as many games are being missed, and uh, yeah, we're everyone's plugging along. Yep, and it's really. Remember two, just two years ago, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Amazing. Yeah, we still talk about that. Kids are, you know, think about those kids. They're sophomores in college. That's just amazing. So we've got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to get started with John Waldron, President and CEO at County National Bank, right after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Fast, reliable service and competitive pricing, both for repairs and new installs. For fast, reliable plumbing service, call Grimes Plumbing today. And remember, we love water. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Our show today is brought to you by Jackson's Playhouse. Right now you can join Jackson's Playhouse for just $10 a month. It's great. Use it anytime. Join Jackson's for fun, imaginative play at the Ferguson Plaza near Knight's Steakhouse. Summit Oaks Mall. Summit Oaks Mall. I know. I know. When we said that yesterday, I realized the sign says Summit Oaks Mall. Mm -hmm. Our first guest on today's show is the CEO at County National Bank, John Waldron. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, doing Excellent. well. It's, uh, we always we always check in with you in January, and uh, another good year for CMB. Another good year. Yeah. And, um, you hit Jan December's just kind of a blur. There's a lot of year-end things that we do, and uh, <laughs> December's busy. And then we roll into January, and it's kind of cleaning up last year. But yeah, we had a great year. So, all yeah. well. Yeah, a year really of growth, uh, and it's great when you have a, a community bank. Uh, the growth of the bank mirrors the growth of the community. It's it's pretty much hand in hand. <laughs> that, that, that's a very good point. I drove in and I remain amazed with downtown. Right, um, all the development. Some of it we financed. Some of it we didn't. Um, but we played a role in a lot. Uh, with PPP lending, which we can talk about a little bit, but just just the general growth. Biggest project downtown we did was the uh, the 200, mm -hmm. and uh, the guys that put that together were uh, um, major commitment, major commitment to our our town and this beautiful corner. Now, what's that like, John? Uh, you know, as, as you're so involved in a project like that um, all the way through, when you see something like that finished in the town where you know you live and work, it's pretty cool. The town you live and work in, the town when you used to uh, visit when you were a kid, uh, completely. And uh, I used to, K&J Tire, I used to go to K&J yeah. Tire for service, right? <laughs> and, uh, and to see what is there now, uh, it's just, it's, it's outstanding. Yeah. So. Um, successful. Uh, project is very successful, sure. too. I think it's 100% fall. 100% leased within <laughs> a couple months. But to watch that, you know, yeah. I, I think back, I've been with the bank 20 years now, and the first loan I did was uh, $50,000. Okay. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God. 
fortune. <laughs> yeah. What if the borrower doesn't pay us back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now we, you know, we did loans 10, 15, 20 million dollars last yeah. year. So it's, it's very satisfying to be a community banker in your own town and to see everybody grow. See you all grow, yeah. you know? Your business is awesome. So one thing uh, that I just notice more and more every year uh, is CNB out and about in the community. Yes, you guys sponsor a ton of things, but it's more than just uh, you know helping donate or putting your banner up. You guys have people everywhere, which tells me that you've got a pretty cool staff. We do. We have committed people. I say it all the time. They live here, they work here, and they're out. And it is it is the people. That's what community banking is. And uh, anybody can write a check, but to have our people on, on boards, uh, on the library board and the shop rep board and various boards of uh, Henry Ford Allegiance and, and, you know, the Humane Society, it goes on and on. So it's, our people are awesome and I, I'm just so happy. Yeah, I think, well, one of those boards, Jackson School of the Arts, uh, not only do you have uh, serving, but You've made big commitment uh, financially in, in that project as well. That's community banking. We wrote a check for there, and the list does go on. You know, there's the YMCA and a dozen other. So yeah. we try to stay involved. We encourage our people uh, to do all they can for our town, and it pays off. These, these investments, John, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the end goals. It's great for us. We get to see it right now, but really establishing that strong, livable, sustainable community for generations. You talk commitment and you, you talk that. You see all the things that have happened over the last couple of years, but those things started years ago. Right. You want to talk about community service. Bill George was mayor. Yep. And when he said, hey, I want to run for mayor, 10 hours a week maybe, or 10 hours a month or something. <laughs> It wasn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and a lot of these things that are here now apart, but it goes back. Bill had a business brain when he was mayor, and a lot of those things started rolling. Mm -hmm. I mean, the 200 property, just the concept of that, um, and the lofts on Louis, all, all of that started back then. Right. So uh, Bill, Bill doesn't get a whole lot of credit for that, but that's we encouraged it, and it took a lot of time away from County National Bank. But... Know, look what we have downtown. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and I remember the the partners of the 200. Uh, they have not forgotten what a high risk uh, project that was. You know, people, it was a high risk project. <laughs> you know, I tell to lend you money because yeah. I don't have to pay it back. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to pay it back. So when you're talking a multi million dollar project, they are putting a lot on the when, when you do something like that, right. uh, the, people don't get rich from apartment buildings or other types of investment like that. Mm -hmm. So they put line. And when I do today, I know you look around where those individuals have businesses in our town, and they have done a wealth of things mm -hmm. for the. And, and every business owner has, right? right? Mm -hmm. But you you asked about them and sure. they've done a great job, yeah, as they, have many people committed. No, 200, the, their return on investment is their lowest uh, performing investment <laughs> that they have, but they wanted it, to do it for the community. They, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I, I said, you guys sure you wanna do this? <laughs> and they did say that, community. Yeah. And, and look at it. It's beautiful, it absolutely. Is. Yeah, we're, we're very proud of it. Anyone who's 
like you said, not been down here in a while. They're like, oh my gosh, what is that? <laughs> and uh, I remember even a few years ago, people were like, oh, these aren't going to get filled up. Everything was filled up like that. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Good, good things happening downtown. More with John Waldron, President and CEO at County National Bank, right after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. We're with John Waldron, President and CEO at County National Bank. And we've got some, some moving around for CNB. Your commercial lenders are now in the Fields Building. Number of things happening. Fields Building, we're on the top of uh, second floor of the Fields Building and all of uh, our commercial lenders, uh, our treasury management, and uh, loan processors and credit analysts. That's so great. The entire top, beautiful space. Um, beautiful space, build out. Um, they did a great job. Um, John Butterfield called me a few months ago. Well, there you go now. It took a while. <laughs> but said, hey, you guys interested? We looked and, and we, we were able to bring all, all of our commercial lenders together, which are, you know, we have eight commercial lenders. Yeah. So uh, full house and to get them in one, under one roof, great move for us. So you, you have a downtown presence in three locations now? We have the Fields Building, we have the Jackson Street Branch, and we still have a sign at Cortland Street. Right now, that we don't have any uh, anybody there. Working on a couple yeah. things for that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and in uh, Spring Arbor, Spring Arbor is going to get a change of pace. Spring Arbor is. You know, that's probably our. Uh, if it's not our oldest branch, it's our close to our oldest location. And uh, if you've been to that branch, it it, it needs more than paint. So. <laughs> Um, we talked about, okay, what, what is the best thing to do? Can we move that location to Spring Arbor Road? Because a lot of people know we have property on Spring Arbor Road. A little too far away. Um, and then an opportunity came for us to move to the Village Crossing. So we did sign a lease, and it's bigger space, better space, brighter. Um, it will be great. We've signed a lease in first or second quarter. Nice. We will move the Spring Arbor branch, stay in Spring Arbor, which is a big deal. And... Uh, be right there at the village crop. Right there where uh, Laughlin's slice of spice. Uh, That's right. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Um, let me ask you about the PPP. Uh, business, as, as business, I've forgotten about it. What, uh, what happens on the back end, John? You know, you, re you read the media, right? And uh, it's just go to the bank and get a pile of money and you move on. <laughs> There's a lot of work on the front end. Um, my credit staff, processors, the lenders, ton of work. Mm -hmm. People don't understand how much work was involved. When that started, I had people up literally all night trying to get these things processed. In the end, we processed $210 million. So we put $210 million in, in three counties, the majority of it in this county, uh, 1,800 loans. Wow. And okay, you close them and you get the money on the street. Well, now you have to forgive it. And now that whole process yeah. is, is lengthy. So we, we have most of those 1,800 loans forgiven. Um, and my people are still <laughs> to yeah. get all of that. That's done. a lot of business. 
It's a lot of dollars for our community, and there are a lot of stories that people said, hey, you guys, you guys saved. No doubt. You saved my restaurant. You saved this. So we're proud of that. And then, you know, I was looking at the numbers, uh, some other numbers. We, we modified $150 million worth of existing loans. People just needed some help. That was, you know, dozens, hundreds, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of loans. Yeah. So um, you, now you're talking 300, 300, $350 million dollars on a street. Um, it's been the majority of my time in my seat um, when I was named president has been this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a stressful time for people. For sure. You know? But we're hopefully... Hopefully, getting making getting it le- cl- making it less stressful. Hopefully, yeah. we're getting closer, yeah. right? Yeah, it's amazing. And some of those things that you did, uh, the PPP loans, the modification of existing loans. Uh, if you had to deal with uh, someone in Columbus or uh, Dallas, yeah. Lord knows how that would have turned out. I think it would have been a little more difficult for yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're through that. We're down to just a handful of people that were modified, and now now they're back. Most people are back on full payments, made it through, and, and moving on. It's great now. Yeah. Well, we appreciate uh, all that you do for JTV, our community, and we uh, are glad that you were able to be with us this morning. I appreciate the invite. One more thing, real quick. We announced three local promotions last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bob Rose, commercial lender, Neil Wagler, vice president, commercial lender, and then Melissa Strady in our treasury management division, vice president. And County National Bank does not give out vice presidents like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a lot of companies do. Yeah. Okay, so um, they all perform very well for us, and they've done a great job. Yeah. So, so congratulations to them. Yeah, congratulations to all three. We know all three, and um, I, I hope uh, Bob still has time to do coaching with that vice president title. <laughs> we we push people to, to to be out there. So yeah, yeah. We, we encourage yeah. it. Awesome. Those, those three are uh, County National Bank first. I'm sure. I hope they are. They've been there a long time, and I hope they stay. (laughs) Yeah. Good to see you. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, President of County National Bank, John Waldron. Stay with us. Lee Hampton joins us coming up next. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Okay, if you want to. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now is the pastor from Church of God, Lee Hampton. Good morning. Good morning. I, you know, I messed your title up. I'm used to saying... Uh, Chief Diversity Officer, I actually uh, screwed up Kelly Crumb's title the other day because I was so confused. But mm-hmm. how's life uh, really main focus on pastoring now, Lee? Absolutely wonderful. Good. Things are going great. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember when you told me that you were uh, leaving Jackson College, uh, you had not had a day off uh, in years, literally. Right. You were working yeah. seven, 24-7. Yeah, because JC, we worked Monday. And then at church all weekend, Saturdays were my prep day. So I would spend like 10 hours at the church on Saturdays. And then Sunday, Sunday school, Sunday morning service, Sunday evening service. It was on Monday. And then we had Monday night service where I would preach to the uh, young adults 
And then Wednesday night, I would preach midweek service. I would preach Bible study. So it was literally like straight from camp. For my, my dad passed in 2018. In the last couple of years of his life, I was really so about five years there. Wow. It was pretty rough, but it was all good. You did a few haircuts too in that time. Very few, very <laughs> few, right? <laughs> right, the Renaissance man, right? Yeah. So have you had some time off then since you stepped away from JC? You know what? The church is really doing well, and even through the pandemic, it's grown quite a bit, and we've launched new initiatives. So it's not like a lot of time off, but it's a lot better having one focus. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot just mentally and spiritually, it's a lot better having one focus and divided. You mentioned uh, uh, pastoring young adults and, and children. How, uh, how are young adults and children doing during this, you know, kind of hopefully nearing toward the end of, end of this pandemic? You know what, we found the importance of connecting. Mm -hmm. Just really connecting, hearing their voice, not through Zoom. You know, just uh, social media, but actually providing a place for them to come out, connect, hear from them. And honestly, our numbers have been way up. And we'll talk a little bit later about an initiative that we launched for the Jackson community regarding young adults and young people. Yeah, we can talk about that uh, right now, the uh, Youth Christian Character Development and Leadership Initiative. Tell us a little bit about what that is, Lee. Absolutely, we started a new school. A new school. school. Yes, yes. Wow. A new school in Jackson. Character and leadership. Yeah. Um, our thesis or our theme is strong foundation, strong future. I mean, look at Andy Bart. I mean, he's just an amazing man, amazing father. <laughs> but a lot of that's because of your foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, myself, so on and so forth. We feel in Jackson community, this was a missing thread. Okay. We do a great job with academics you know, with the various school systems. And then even, there's three foundations that a child needs. One is academic, two is physically, and the third one is morally. Mm -hmm. We do a great job with the academic piece, you know, school systems in Jackson are amazing. Then physically even, with uh, lunch programs, with exercise, youth sports, your brother Joe, all the things with the city rec department, Kelly and all of them are doing is great. But that third piece, we had buried over 20 young people in Jackson over the last three to four years. That's just unacceptable. Exactly. So it was like, what can we do? And we found that that character and that moral foundation was really the missing link. So mm -hmm. we started a school, six to 18. First night we launched in December, I'm sorry, in November, 75 enrolled. Really? In one week we doubled to like 138, 140, one, right, just right around doubled. And then right now, right around 200. And we've done very little marketing. We got to connect amazing. with you on that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and children from Grass Lake, Lumen Christie, Jay High, Northwest on Friday nights at our congregation. And we also partnering with Jay Willis, son at the hub. Yeah, Isaiah's so, hub, right? Isaiah's hub. Yep. So we're over there at the gymnasium packed out. So every Friday night from seven to nine o'clock and you see the curriculum everything from responsibility to what is character, how important is your reputation, mm -hmm. how do you deal with peer pressure, so on and so forth. So it's going amazing. That's awesome. Wow. Where are you putting all these people? Well, our church is pretty big. Yeah. Yep. Our, we have a whole section of like a school section of it. That's great. And then we're partnering with the hub to also use that space. And we talked about partnering with the King Center as well as maybe even a school system in Jackson if our numbers go up to three to five to seven hundred. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, how did you get? How, how did you get? It's almost a people? class A school. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the free pizza? I mean, what? what 
Because on Friday night, exactly. I, I think our our parents are realizing that you know maybe that you know not that they're not doing a great job, but you know you can realize when your son or daughter does need help, and so a, a lot of times, sometimes that help can't you know it's good to come from outside of the family. Partnership with the school system and the parents, and almost every parent we talk to, when they see the curriculum, and they there's a school in Jackson that every week my child can be developed with character and leadership and they see the curriculum and it's free. We don't charge for it, you know, and, they're just, and we're feeding and they're just like, whoa, are you serious? That's One awesome. news outlet connected with us and said, are you all franchise to like Saginaw, to Lansing, to Ann Arbor? You know, they see a real niche market. Character, that's all we focus on is character and leadership development and it's really going through the roof. Oh, that's awesome. And is there room for more? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Our goal is actually to have different locations. Once we get up to like 500 or so, sure. in the, and, and honestly, our goal also is to transform the future generations. We feel this is a long-term commitment. Character, mm -hmm. it takes a while to produce an Andy, you know, a Joe. It takes a while to produce a Bart. Just thinking long-term, we think we're going to make a major impact in Jackson from That's A awesome. to Z, all the way across the board. So you have uh, kids as young as first grade and high school seniors all at the same thing. So do you have like different groups? Yes. Do you break people out? Do you have other people, staff that are you? Oh my goodness, we have amazing staff. Actually, most of them, or a lot of them are actually teachers. That's or work into the school system at, uh, and they attend church here or they volunteer to work with it, but they're broken up. Six and seven year olds are together, eight, nine year olds, 10 and 11 year olds, and then the teenagers are together in a curriculum um, with that. And we've had even funders, which we've not solicited anything, because we, we, we needed transportation to take, to go into yeah. the inner cities and pick up the youth. So we were able to get, we were doing enterprise, and that got real expensive on our little budget that we have, because every week, three to 500, rent these vans to go and pick up all these youth. So someone did step up, and they offered to get us a van, so we got That's that awesome. van. That's helping out. So just a little bit here and there, man, making our part making our impact in our little niche in Jackson. That's awesome. And uh, it's n you're never uh, completed, build you're never finished building your character, are you? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's why you can't rent that big white van on weekends. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did have to rent that. We so, did. Yeah, we did yeah. have to rent that from Enterprise once. Mm -hmm. I think it was the... It's a, it's a popular vehicle. It Absolutely. is a very popular vehicle, yeah. So, so MLK, Jackson, Babby. Everything went great with AC uh, postponed theirs, you know, with the pandemic being what it is. But we just met the other day regarding Paula coming yeah. um, and met with Kelly and the team, and that's going to be amazing. That's going to be off the chain. So we're still going to make that happen. And I'm just excited about the progress as far as race relations in Jackson. I was just looking at 1963 or 4, Jackson, Parkside had an issue with race relations mm -hmm. and the national news came to Jackson and and they began to interview mm -hmm. and I think it was the New York Times put an op-ed from their perspective and they felt that there were some things that they felt things were blown out of proportion to some degree but they said here Jackson Michigan is being noted across the nation race relations mm -hmm. kind of like Missouri or Jackson come to have you know several board members 
on the school board of color. Mm -hmm. Aaron White's doing an amazing job, as well as two more was added to see uh, uh, the college with diversity. She looks on that to see the number one health employer for the legions. Paula is the CEO leading that, and then the number one probably biggest company in Jackson, Consumers, they're number two. Reggie Hayes is of color, mm -hmm. you know, and then we're working with the governor right now to see about filling the seat, one of color, qualified, of course. So we're just, and then the mayor, first time ever, we have a mayor. Daniel's doing an amazing job. So we really, and then the number two in the sheriff department, Chris Simpson, we've never even had a sheriff you know, on the street. So I really do believe that X-Roll Bear, Mr. Breeding, all those of that era, as well as Mr. Uh, uh, Charles Anderson right now, I believe they would look at Jackson and see the progress that we've made since 1960, us noted all across this nation as having a race problem mm -hmm. to where we're at. Now, we have a long ways to go, but the progress we made, and Bart, I want to commend you you being a voice, anytime that you've seen significant progress in the black community, you've often seen white allies that really out, really promote the equality of all humanity. And you've done an amazing job authentically. We've worked behind the scenes on some things. You've won the MLK. But I want to really commend you in helping us get to where we are today. Well, thank you very much. But um, what we do is we, we just tell the stories. Uh, that's you do more than that, Bart. <laughs> Honestly, counsel me in times in which I was in a tough spot. I had to make decisions. You were one I could go to. So I know you're humble, and I know you and Karen don't want to fill it, and as well as you. But you all, your family, has been one of the families, a strong ally in this work. And I just want to commend you to all your audience, to all your sponsors, to all your advertisers. Keep spending your money with Bart Hawley. You get it back times 10. Thanks, Lee. We appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. In fact, uh, Paul Autry and uh, Dan, Daniel Mahoney are going to be on my show this afternoon. Oh, wow. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. should stick around. <laughs> go meet Phil Tripp. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So my regards so to both of those. Those are two giants. Our community is blessed to have someone of that talent, that caliber. Yeah, yeah we really yeah. are. Yeah. It, it was, and you pioneers uh, in, in the community and it's really the work that is being um, seen today realized is what they started. It did take a long time Harold to get White. there. Harold yeah, White I mean, and Mr. Green and yeah, all those. Carl Breeding. Yes, yeah. Carl Breeding, all those of that era, even uh, uh, Pastor uh, Wade, mm -hmm. Alan's father, mm -hmm. and Pims and all of them. In those articles in the Blazer, they would say of the pastors coming together to make a big difference. And now we're standing on their shoulders doing great things as a community. Yeah. Well, we know we'll see you at the uh, MLK uh, celebration uh, next, no, March. When is it? March. March, March 19th, I believe. Yes, March 19th. And I know you're still part of the organization that puts on that. So we'll look forward to seeing you there. Absolutely. Appreciate you all tremendously. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Lee. Lee Hampton, pastor of Church of God in Jackson. Uh, the Morning Show continues in a moment. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, 
please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Great to have you on the morning show with us today. Yesterday, and we're asking, how do you get reimbursed for all the COVID test uh, spending you've been doing? Yeah. Well, the um, answer is your insurance company or health provider uh, has an online form, all of them, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, uh, HAP, everybody, and you just go online to wherever your insurance is and uh, just fill out the form. There's mm -hmm. an online form you fill out. It you probably need a receipt. We'll see. I'm not good at receipts, so <laughs> I don't know if I'll get reimbursed. Plus, a lot of the times the boxes are ripped in half by the time I'm done taking the test, so eh, we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Perfect uh, Crime is the name of an off-Broadway um, play. Perfect Crime. Okay. Off-Broadway play. Had to shut down. Really? Yep. Was there a crime? Crime. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Um, someone's copper pipes from the theater's basement. <laughs> so, the uh, perfect crime, victim of a perfect crime, and perfect crime, hmm. it ends. That's too bad, that's really yeah. sad, really, really sad. Hey, we've got a uh, great morning show for you tomorrow. We have Dr. Matthew Badkey. We also have Jordan Anders, who's the owner of Slice and Dice Pizzeria, which I know uh, you've, you've tried a few times. It's and awesome. we'll have the yeah. Chamber Connection and a jam-packed uh, show this afternoon for you. Paula Autry, President and CEO of Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Daniel Mahoney, our mayor, Tom Davis and Glenn Goodwin from Home.fm. Glenn is their new morning show host. For you, him, we'll also have Matt Clausen from G-Force Automotive. They're celebrating 15 years in Jackson. Wow. So congratulations to Matt and his staff at G-Force. And meet the staff with Trish LaFere and Dana Vance. You do not want to miss that. That's all for the morning show. We'll see you this afternoon.